When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, and today I am not joined by any of my gaming dads. Instead, I'm joined with somebody even better, my dude, my good friend, the absolute guy, Khalif Adams on me. Kyle, what's good, homie? How are you? My brother from another mother, how are you doing? I am so excited to be here with you and the team. My energy is high. I don't have belly rumbles. I can walk again because my vertigo has gone away. I am in a very happy spot right now. And I just have to say, every time the X-Cast intro comes on, it just makes me want to rub my nipple. It is oh, so good. Thank it's you, so Khalid. good. Oh, fantastic. So I'm excited to be here with you. Excited to not be here with Paris. F that guy in the nose. I'm sad that Gary Witta is not here. I wore my football jersey for him to try to be cute and impress him. And he's not here. Gary, I am sad. I know you've had multiple streams where you're shooting zombies against chickens and John Wicks. I'm sad that you're not here because uh, I tried to look cute for you. Damn it. He has lost his mind, Khalif Adams, to Ultimate Battle Simulator 2. Every time I tune on to Twitch, it's Gary just sitting there with the most outrageous setup going on. John Wick versus Texas Lone Star Ranger. It's something dumb every time, but he would love the football jersey. He would love it. I know he would. I know he would. I I tried to represent as hard as I could for the footy, and I I, I failed, and I failed. (laughs) We're going to talk a little bit about football in just a little bit. we got to talk some sports, you and I, yeah. Khalif, in just a little bit. But, you know, you bring up the intro. And, Khalif, I'm glad you said that because each and every week, right, it's Friday when we record this. Everybody gets it on Saturday morning. It's been a long week. And sometimes we have really good, energetic weeks. Sometimes you're just down. You're like, man, I am exhausted. we got to get through this. But when that intro hits, it's been, what, Barrett, 87, 88 episodes now? Every 92. time it brings a smile to my face. You are oh, two wow. months God. away from that good old sweet 100, Mike. Oh, wow. Okay, we're going to have to do something dope for episode 100. Now, Khalif, that actually leads into a good one. You've been podcasting for a long time. You're somebody yep. that I have modeled myself after, somebody I'd love to be influenced by. When you hit these big milestones, what do you like to do on the pod? Is there like a certain, like, maybe you lean into a game since we're an Xbox podcast? Do you call up a special guest or do you just say, hey, yo, let's get a little one-on-one. Let's talk about how far we've come. I think you gents have two months to get another big guest on this show. Like, I, I think big guests really are nice for milestones. Okay. We're, I, we're, we're, gosh, I don't even know how many, how many months we're out from 500, but we just hit 437 uh, uh, on our, on the show. Um, and I would say like, I love having big guests on. I love trying to snag folks who are really kind of emblematic of, of the conversations that we want to have, or 
Or I really like to do like recap shows where you where you where you go back into the archives, you go look at some of the stuff that you've done over the past couple of years, you bring those things back to the forefront and, and reminisce a little bit and hang out. So, I, I first of all, I'm proud of y'all again. 100 for all the stuff that you all do every week, it is nuts. <laughs> it feels like you're already way past that number. Uh, but again, like I remember when you pitched this as a thing. And now you're almost at a hundred shows. So again, I think that's the beauty of what y'all do at KF and, and, and the beauty of what, what the Patreon folks and all the, all the, the best friends bring to the table. So it's super dope to see y'all get to hundred. I'll, I'll be in the chat. Yeah. Thanks God. You know that man. Well, thank you to you and everybody that made this possible. Truly and honestly, it has been a blast and we are getting close. Let's stick on guests. Cause I'm sure everybody listening and watching is probably furiously typing in the comments who they want to see. Let's keep it Xbox centric. Cots, you know, episode 100 for you. Who are you picking up the phone? Who are you calling from Team Xbox or maybe some of the studios to come in and talk with you? Because we've had some great guests a couple weeks ago for my birthday. We had Big Joe Staten on from yeah. 343. That was pretty epic. I mean, we've seen Matt Booty come to the Kind of Funny Games cast. I got to hang out with him. That was awesome. We had Greeny and Hines on a little Pete and Greeny show, which was really dope. Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, Sarah Bond was incredible. We got yeah. to meet my hero, Major Nelson, which that was episode three. If there's anyone I'd like to take back and redo, Khalif, it would be Major Nelson. Because, you know, you get your yeah. hero, right? And they call you up. They're like, okay, we got Major Nelson. I was like, oh, my God, that's my idol. And they're like, episode three. And I'm like, I'm not ready yet. I'm still a rookie. <laughs> and so I'd like to redo that one for sure. But who are you calling, Khalif? Who are you calling up? I mean, you got to go big. You are the best Xbox podcast on the planet. You got to go for Phil. You got to go, go for, for Phil. Big Phil. Okay. You got to like go that. for Phil. I mean, look, I know Phil listens to the show. I'm not going to step on your toes for for episode 100. First of all, he needs to come on Xcast and he also needs to come on Spawn. I mean, I'm just calling yes. it right now. Yes. It needs to be a thing. I feel like it's time. I mean, he was on kind of funny content, but you know, the, the snakes, Tim and Greg's uh, brought okay. him over to the games cast rather than, yeah, I know. I, and know. you know what, you know, speaking of snakes and speaking of Greg <laughs> and speaking of people who don't deserve to be in the same room as Phil Spencer <laughs> and speaking of people who are a blight on society, Jesus, <laughs> speaking just... of people who, who, who Jesus would walk past wow. in the street if they were on the ground bleeding. <laughs> Greg Bartholomew Miller, I'm sick of you. <laughs> I'm Gotta lay it on him. Lay it on him. I love I'm sick it. of you. I'm sick of you. I'm sick of your nonsense. I'm sad that I, that that the person who produced my reel put you in the front of it. I don't know who did that. I didn't. I didn't authorize that. That was not what it was supposed to be about. But I love you, Greg, and I love you too. But I would love to see you Phil on on X Guy. I think. I think again. I think it would just be a really fun conversation. I think the audience would would really vibe with it and. Phil is one of the best people on the planet. Like every time I've had a conversation with him, he's just been gen so genuinely nice and, and all that stuff. So um, Phil would be a great episode hundred. I think it would be real dope. Yeah. Mike, I would bring it. Mind. I would yeah. bring it back to what okay. you just brought up. Have Major Nelson back on. You know, oh he was my your God, first Major. big yeah. guest, and then like almost like you we'll know start. like a we'll you know like how George, George Lucas says like it's poetry almost. You know, you bring him back for the big one hundred and like have him kind of like. Like, uh, uh, be able to see, like, where we're at now, right? Not three episodes in where, you know, yeah. you're still trying to, like, uh, find your footing uh, in the podcast world and stuff. Like, I thought, yeah. I, I think that would be fun, too. I kind of love I'm, those, too, because everyone has one of those. I, I, like, everyone has that, like, one. you, yeah, you got someone one. early, too early before you knew what you were doing. <laughs> and then you're like, damn, I wish I could do that show over because just, I just botched it. I have, one. Oh. I have my own, too, so I get it. 
I think you grow so much, Khalif. And I think that's the one thing I, I've grown so much doing this. And, you know, another person I'd love to bring back is Alana, right? I think we got to get Alana on the pod yeah. for episode 100 to celebrate her and everything she brought for the show and for me, right? And the growth. But like, yeah, you look back on the the journey, right? And it's like, I've grown so much. And I remember the first time we ever had a guest all the way through probably the 10th guest of like over-researching, over-analyzing, getting super critical about myself the night before and getting all clammed up. And to the point now where it's like, I'm so comfortable after doing it with Alana and Gary and especially Paris, where me and Paris have really figured out a great like cadence of going back and forth and ping-ponging off of the guests. It's like, oh yeah, bring them on. I'm more excited now than ever to be a little more loose and a little more fun with it. And I think that's been a long time coming. So that's great. But yeah, everybody watching and listening out there, if you have an awesome recommendation for an episode 100 guest, let us know. I mean, when I look at my calendar here, episode 100, maybe shortly after an Xbox and Bethesda showcase, oh, maybe yeah. we'll be celebrating games and the future of Xbox. Could be a perfect time for Phil Spencer to come on. But we'll take a look at that in just a little bit. Khalif, we got a great show. We got a lot of good vibes to bring around. So let's jump right into it. Of course, this is the Kind of Funny X-Cast. We post each and every Saturday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, RoosterTeeth.com, and of course, on podcast services around the globe. Don't forget that Kind of Funny is now Epic Games Partners, which means if you are buying V-Bucks in Fortnite, if you're upgrading your Battle Pass, or if you're buying a game off the Epic Games Store, please Use our Epic Creator Code at checkout, kind of funny, to help support the team. And talking about support, I want to give a big thank you to all of our Patreon best friends out there. Whether you're supporting on Patreon, kind of funny Prime, or over on Patreon with kind of funny games. Thank you all so much for the support. And a big shout out to our Patreon producers for the month of May. We have Anonymous, Fargo Brady, Tyler Ross, Delaney Twinning, First Responder ND, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Alex J. Sandoval, James Hastings, and Casey Andrews. Of course, this week, the Kind of Funny X-Cast is sponsored by MapleStory and Lumen Skin. But myself and the team will tell you all about that in just a little bit. Ka, since I have you on, and it's you and I rap, and we get to go one-on-one, -on -one, we'll get to the news. It's been a slow week of news, but there's some cool little pieces in the news. But I wanted to yeah. kick it off with you of catching up, because you have teamed up with the FCF. You were doing some really awesome content over there, which then, of course, leads into some fun sports video game talk that we can have because you know i'm always looking for a new nfl street and i think the fcf is that nfl street vibe that i love looking at right that indoor football really tight quarters they got the wall the tackling but let's talk about it khalif how has that been going for you and what have you been doing over there it's been fantastic it's been one of the most fun projects i've had a chance to work on in a, in a long time we, you, you and I, and, and I know Andy especially, we all love sports. We're, we're big sports heads outside of our, our love for, for video games. And, and when they tapped me to kind of host the, the show that they were looking to put on, that's kind of the, the, the beginning to the week for, uh, you know, the games that are, that are played on the weekends um, in the show called The People's Pregame. Uh, it was it was really a, a kind of amazing moment for me uh, as a person who's continually trying to get better at my craft and trying to learn and you know stretch my legs into other places that I'm not usually have have access to um, to be able to host uh, a sports show that's on NBC LX and and on Peacock TV like that's a huge deal for 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 someone like me who again is not you know classically trained as as a person who's learned to do this on the fly and. Uh, is trying to get better every day with with what I want to do. 
and they get a chance to kind of talk about a thing that I love both in football and FCF. That's a dream come true. Like I, I am, I am constantly in, in awe of all the cool stuff I get a chance to do uh, and all the opportunities that come my way and, and very humbled at the fact that those folks asked me to be a part of what so far is their biggest season yet in season two and, and how it just continues to grow with folks like Johnny Manziel coming yeah. back and, and Terrell Owens being in the league, Hall of Famer in that space. And now uh, what it sounds like, Mike Vick going to join the league for a couple of games and stuff too. So being able to kind of like kick that off for the week and, and, and into a whole bunch of fun games, like that's dope. Like I, oh. I can't complain at all. How cool is that? Let, let's pause for a second because you bring up Mike Vick and it got me yeah. thinking of those early 2000 Madden days where Ooh. you and your homie would be playing. And the one rule was like, you can't be Mike Vick in the Falcons <laughs> because you knew he was going to roll left and he was going to run 25 yards on a QB sneak. And everybody was going to yell at each other because oh. you'd be cheating with Mike Vick all the time. Do you remember that? It was, so it was like playing an EA big game without <laughs> playing an EA big game. It was like, yo, there was no, there was no passing plays where Vick was behind center. It was all bootlegs. It was oh. all QB sneaks and bootlegs. And you're just running out to go to, to go get him. 35 yards in every play because the di the, the defense was was doo-doo uh I so, <laughs> so miss that so much Khalif. and that's one thing we talked about on the podcast especially with me and gary and i know paris loves to chime in too but like gary loves those ea big games right ssx yeah. ssx tricky we loved all those and i know you and i and paris and the gang we all grew up on that but like there's a big hole here and i want to kind of get a vibe check of like yeah. Where do you think we are at right now with sports games? Are you pleased with them? Can they be elevated? And what are we missing? Do we need to go back to the EA big street franchises? Can Xbox capitalize on that? So like, let's start off like how are you vibing right now with all the sports games that we currently have? So right now I'm in a really in-between space, right? Where NBA 2K is still, you know, the basketball game of note within the space. Um, it's funny because a lot of folks, when they talk about NBA 2K, they talk about the online parts of that game. And I'll be honest, yes. I don't touch that at all. I don't play any of the online stuff. It's everyone complains about how bad that game is every year. And I'm like, this game is perfect for me because I got my sliders and I got myself and I'm playing the AI and the games are great. Is when you wind up playing these dribble monsters out here on, on online is when you wind up getting yourself into bad spots. I The thing that I'm hoping to see within the NBA 2K franchise, which I'm still waiting to see, is and, and this is a this is the problem of having all this technology at your hands, right? Where you, did, you, did you see that um, Unreal Engine uh, Subway uh, demo the I other did. day? Yeah, uh-huh. The problem is now that I'm seeing all these kinds of leaps and bounds in technology where I want everyone to adopt that at this oh, point. Oh, yes, yes. I'm like, what does 2K look like in Unreal Engine 5 with all that kind of stuff? What does, you know, what does Madden look like when we saw that way back in the, look at this man bear with the top. Oh my goodness. Yeah production is on point uh <laughs> but when you think of maddening i think about that old like 2000 video that nike michael vick and yes. terrell owens uh -huh. yep. uh commercial that wound up being in the space and was like oh my god will video games ever look like that we're still kind of trying to get to that which is a really interesting thing to kind of ruminate upon so i think you know for the the football version of it for the basketball version of it that stuff has been great the thing that i find actually as a thing that I'm missing is a really good tennis game. Mm. I love tennis. So yes. I'm a big tennis okay. fan and it feels like there are no good tennis games. Like tennis games now are like 
bottom of the barrel, like you found this in the blockbuster bin kind of stuff now. And you know, there's one that's coming up on Game Pass very soon. I was playing one the other day and they just don't have that vibe yet. They don't have that energy. And it feels mm -hmm. like the space for sports games now is dominated by stuff you see on Nintendo consoles now with, yeah. you know, Wii Sports and, and stuff, not Wii Sports, but like those kinds of games are the, the wins that are kind of dominating that space. And I also, really quick, I want to see more weird sports in the mix. I want to see more, like, you know, we don't consider, you know, we don't really think about driving games as sports games, but I think, you know, there's a, there's a great F1 game that's coming out soon. It seems like everyone is hyped about F1, so that'll be interesting to see if that gains some traction. Um, but I, I want to see more wacky sports. I want to see the Winter Olympics stuff in a real oh, way come back. Oh, I miss or, those so much. Yep. Those were such good games where you had these, like, variety sports games uh, and parlor games that were in that space, like parlor games on the on the the uh, Sega Master System, was one of the best games on the planet. And we don't have stuff like that anymore. We don't have a good surfing game. We don't have a good X Games game. Like we don't have so much stuff anymore uh, that used to like dominate that like in between uh, the season stuff. And again, the show was just great. They, they just they don't have, have that Kelly Slater surfing game. Right? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't have that joint anymore. Oh it's not there. God. Nobody plays it anymore. I mean, Skate is going to be the thing that's going to be yeah. the game that I think is going to take that spot for me. That's going to be my sports game that I play a lot of. That's not the traditional sport. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm waiting real it's hard for Skate to come through and, and, be, and be great. It's funny you bring up the tennis one because me and Barrett were talking about this week. And it's like, Mike, what do you want to do for the show? What kind of topics? And we were going to bring up uh, backwards compatible titles, the gems, and the games that are missing. And it's funny you bring up tennis because one of my favorite games back in the day was Top Spin and Top yes. Spin 2. And those were killer tennis sims that were really, really fun, right? They had the cool brand deals, all of the shoes, the rackets, the headbands, right? And the game was good, right? When you look at mm -hmm. Top Spin, Baird, of course, is killing it on the production if you're watching right now. But like, you see it and it's like, this was fun to play back then. So and good. you just don't get tennis games unless it's Mario Tennis nowadays, is right, Khalif? You just don't yep. get it like that. You don't get it. I mean, Virtua Tennis was fantastic. I was playing some stuff on my main emulator. I I access all those games. Uh, FBI, don't look for me. Uh, but it's like one of those things of like playing those old tennis games. I, like there was one tennis game I was playing that had like Serena and Venus on the cover. I forgot the name of it, but it was like, I went back and played that, and that game is still banging. It's a really good tennis game. Um, so I think that there's a space there for uh, the traditional sports tennis games, or uh, traditional sports games. But like you and I have been saying forever, like I, I would pay so much money to get a new version, a really stylized version of an NBA Street. Oh, it would be. It would make so much money. If EA was ever like, we don't know what we're going to do for our fiscal year XYZ, if you were to even, even if you ditch EA big as the title, right, mm -hmm. as, as the branding for it, and just said, we're going to do a major licensing deal with the NBA uh, and figure out a way to get player likenesses in it in a real way and do another street game, that game would top the charts you know, for everything. It might even supplant NBA 2K easily, easily. Because you would be able to go wild with it and just do whatever you want while also having all those likenesses for stars that never were in us were in that game unless you modded them in. So yeah. I think I think there's a lot of conversation there about sports games and, and how we're missing stuff at this point.
Yeah, you're so right with the NBA street, right? To focus on that for a little bit of like that hole right there fills so well because it's got the nostalgia factor, right? The people who grew up with this want it bad, right? And I think it can go really well with the casual audience because this is a fun, easy game to get into, right? You're not pouring 20 to 40 minutes into a game like NBA 2K. It kind of fits this hole of like, hey, these are fast, easy games to play. It's street ball. I think back in the day, you and I had and one basketball. So it was a little bit more fun to see that going on in the Rucker and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. think of the stars of today, right? I mean, LeBron James now can be the cover athlete for that, but you have so many more from Steph and Clay, the Splash Bros to Dame Dollar Sign and beyond oh. where it's like, you have so many stars that could carry that with their faces and their likenesses that people would love to bring on to play three on three and get wacky and wild with all of the cool and one street ball moves that we used to have. Oh my goodness. I never told you a story how I saw Kobe at the Rucker, right? No, that's wild. That's, oh. I mean, you could tell us here on this show because that's totally awesome. It, all, all I'll say is it was one, it was a transformative moment. Like seeing Baron Davis, Sean Marion, and Kobe at the Rucker that summer. He played in the rain. He was banging it on people. Like there's footage of it on, on the on the internet of him playing in that game. But it but it, it is one of those moments where you just forget how much street ball really was the kind of emphasis for what we saw in the gaming space when it came to basketball games. And it was like before Sim stuff was not before Sim stuff, but like they were running parallel to each other and they were both viable options oh. to, to play games. So it was dope. It was yeah, a really good time. It fit in so well, right? You think of like freak style with the dirt bikes on that side, right? Yeah. Then we're talking about SSX and you kind of started to get into like skate, right? I think EA crushed it with skate. They really figured out like, People want this, right? We had Tony Hawk, which was like super arcadey, linking the combos together, but people kind of wanted that more down-to-earth semi skateboarding game, and they nailed it with that through Skate 1 through 3. Shout out to backwards compatibility on Xbox because we can still play those to these days, which mm -hmm. is super dope. Even with online functionality in 3, it's wow. still live, which is absurd and insane, you know? But, like, I think of games like that, like you said, like, let's get out there, right? You think of Skate... I loved the shredders that just came this year, right? That yeah. really filled that snowboarding niche that we haven't had in so long, right? Like you think back in the day, we had Sean White snowboarding going on. We had SSX, we had 1080. We had so many snowboarding games. And then it just kind of dropped off during this like weird dry spell where nobody wanted to step out of the comfort zone and get away from the traditional sports anymore. And I think of like some fun racing games. I have another one on our, hey, this needs to be on backwards compatibility. Here's a weird one for you. Circus Maximus Chariot Wars, which is essentially <laughs> just chariot wars or chariot racing mixed with road rage. And I loved this game so much on the old school Xbox because you would just be riding around in the circle, beating each other up on a track. And it was so dope. But nobody does the extreme wild stuff anymore. Here's an interesting thing. And funny that you brought that up because there was a video on, on the internet the other day that was basically like, dudes on barrett is killing it killing today it. mike he's God. always on i'm just gonna say a random thing he's gonna pull it up I'm <laughs> like, uh but there was like these dudes riding bicycles they were riding motorcycles as a chariot and they were racing there was a video of that uh the other day that i saw on the internet i was like yo this is wild that people are doing this the other thing that i think is missing in this space but i'm happy to see that there's a game coming out is we haven't had a really good boxing title in a long time. Let's talk about it. Yep. And, and I, I can't remember the name of it. It's like ESB something like that. If I if I'm remembering correctly, I, I'm I'm botching it. 
but they're they have been pulling in and scanning so many of the the most prominent fighters of the past couple of years like canelo just got put into it uh some of the other kind of more well-known heavyweights and stuff have been put into the game it looks pretty fantastic it is it is a really good looking game it still seems like it's fairly early uh mm-hmm. this is definitely not that game but that, this is ready to rumble bro this one ready to rumble was on point ready to rumble was on point but but it is this is like this boxing game that 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 is in there right now that is in the mix uh, esports boxing club is the name of okay, the game okay okay <laughs> uh so that's that's the name of that game esports boxing club um and i'm really excited for that cuz i want a new fighting game i want a new boxing game that we can really dig into and it looks gorgeous it oh. is really, really pretty. It's made by Steel City Interactive. Oh, okay, uh, okay. And it, lo- and it looks like it is dope. It looks good. Like, look at this. I'm glad like, you brought at- up boxing, Khalif, because that's one that I wrote down. Right? Shout to backwards compatibility since we're kind of on this topic. Right? Yep. You have Fight Night Champions, right? But that's not Fight Night Round Three. It never yeah. was. It never will be. And that's the one I want, right? I want B-Hop back again in the ring, going against Muhammad Ali and all of the legends. Like, Fight Night Round 3 was the peak of Fight Night. And I, even as non-boxing fans, everybody was talking about Fight Night. Like, that was a really special game right there. And I just, you know, Champions was Champions. It was more of that. But it just didn't hit the peak of Fight Night Round 3 for me, which I wish we had that on backwards compatibility. You used to piss people off because you used to play in the shell defense. People used to get mad at you. You'd be like, you'd be like this. <laughs> People would be mad at you. They hate, they hate you because they're like, I can't punch this man in the face. His, his arms over his face. I can't hit him. Uh, yeah, so many I think there's ones. a lot of stuff in the mix. And, yeah. and, and BC is, Bax Compatibility is, is, is really bringing some of that stuff back home. I was playing Fight Night Champion like maybe two months ago. Yeah, me I too. Like, oh, man. I mean, now I so turn good. that on. Yeah, exactly. It's oh. cool. You know, in the chat right now, our live chat, you can go support over on Patreon and join us each and every week live on the show. Raleigh writes in the chat, Hydro Thunder, another great one, right? Like, we'll probably oh. never see a Hydro Thunder or a Wave Racer ever again, right? Like, these are some fun games that kind of just tell the line of racing and sports games, but they're still out there and fun and wacky, right? And that's where I want to kind of end this sports talk, you and I, is like, let's talk about NFL Street because NBA Street, yeah. that's a slam dunk, Cleve. That is an easy win for EA and whoever wants to put that on. That's a must-do in my opinion, right? NFL Street gets dicey. I love NFL Street. I think it's my favorite actually more than NBA Street just because of the movement and the fluidity of the game moves a lot faster and plays quicker, which I like. But the issue now is my good friend Washi always says the perspective of this game, of the, you know, breaking each other's bones, almost NFL blitz style is kind of not what the NFL wants anymore. Can we ever get an NFL Street style game or a blitz ever again or has like the NFL and this kind of brand and logo and sport moved past what we're seeing here with this old school game. Um, we, we will never see another version of that game. And that is <sighs> because of the, the NFL regulates stuff. I remember we had Ben Hallmiller on our show some years ago when he, when, when, uh, when Madden first started to do their story mode um, in the game. And he said something that was really profound. And, and that was the thing that told me that we would never get another. He said, we tried to put this scene in where the person who was the main character who you wind up playing needed to, to get out of his car and he had to pee, but he had to like pee on the side of the road. The fact that you couldn't see the stream of pee 
So he was like, we couldn't we couldn't do that in the game because the, the NFL was like, we can't put that in the game. Wow. So the, the, it, it's remarkable to remember just how wild the video game space was. But you had those moments where you had stuff on the outside of that. It was it was probably it was like this this scene, actually. Um, oh, Kai, you're gonna bring Longshot. I'm gonna know yeah. what Longshot is because Longshot was fantastic <laughs> the first year they did it. Absolutely I liked it. It fantastic. was great. I thought yeah. it was really smart, right? And it had Dan Marino in it. <laughs> but <laughs> but the thing that they did, like Blitz the League, was yes. probably one of that? the coo- was one of the coolest, oh. wildest games that we saw that had football adjacent, NFL adjacent stuff in it. Cats was breaking each other's legs. Yep. You were shooting PEDs into your arms. You were like walling out. And the NFL was like, we can't do anything because these are not NFL players. They had uh, Lawrence Taylor in it, but Lawrence Taylor was out of the league at that point. NFL is never going to let you do anything fun in oh. that way ever again. It's never oh going to happen. God. No more blitz. No more. None of that stuff. Helmets popping off. None of that stuff. They even took out, if you think about it, one of the coolest things that was in Madden, again, the video game version of it, was if an, a player got hurt way back in the day, you had the ambulance run through the field and it would knock people over <laughs> getting to the person. They actually had to take that out because the Players Association was like, we don't want to reference players getting hurt in this way. Wow. Um, so when they talk about NFL being a no-fun league, that's the reason why they talk about it being a no-fun league. That's crazy, because yeah, I think of that, right? When you look at that one, Blitz the League was insane at the time, right? Because we had Blitz and we were building up. We had NFL Street. And then all of a sudden they were like, here's Blitz the League. And they were like, we looked at Mortal Kombat and the fatalities and we decided we're going to give you x-ray vision of a man snapping his knee in half. And then you're going to take him to the sideline, gas him up with some drugs and he's going back out there. And you're like, this is insane. And yeah, never to be seen from again. That was the end of it all, which is wild to think about because now we're in this age where like, Everything is dominated by these sim games and they're great, but like we're missing that fun video oh. game nature again. It's just gone and it hurts that we don't have that, you know, and I, I miss it so, so much. There's super mutant football, which I do like. I think yeah. that's a mix of blitz with like, wolf, you know, werewolves and skeletons. The first one was all right. I'll give it. It wasn't perfect. It looks yeah. like they are coming out with a second one, which I'm excited about, but man, there's so much to talk about when it comes to sports games and like, we didn't even get into one of my favorites, which is the backyard sports games with the oh, kids and Pablo yes. Sanchez, who is the goat of all sports. And like how much fun <laughs> those games were. And like, you look around, you're like, why is somebody not making that? Right? Like, why is there not a kid's game that is that much fun with all these faces? Right. You think of the NFL, like you could have Josh Allen and Patty Mahomes settling the beef in NFL <laughs> street, but no, we're never going to see that. But let's end the sports talk right now oh, with so who is your favorite and or who is your favorite sports commentator or voice on the broadcast and all the video games you play? Because, of course, I look to Ooh. Tim Kitzrow, right? You think of him from NBA Jam, NFL Blitz, NHL Hits, right? He's the one yelling boom shakalaka. And that was yeah. some of the best. But over the years, I mean, we've even seen the team from the NBA TNT countdown get into NBA 2K, right? Except for Chuck, who's like, no, you got to pay some charities because I'm not taking that money, you know, which I love. I respect Chuck for that. But like they have added so many people. Has there ever been anybody that stuck out to you besides, of course, Tim with his outstanding voice? You know, who's actually really great is Doris Burke, who I love to death. 
Like Dora, I, like I have a, I have a big old crush on Doris Burke. I think I think I think I think if you really poll the black community, there are very very there are many brothers who are like yo. Doris Burke is dope. Like, I think Doris Burke is <laughs> dope. But she's great. Like, I think she has been, you know, just in her career has been fantastic behind the mic and, and she's been just great. But I think she adds another layer to that kind of play-by-play team on the NBA 2K side because you never, yeah. you hardly ever see women in the booth uh, in sports games at all, uh, except if they're doing, like, sideline reporting. But having her run through... And being in the play-by-play spot, uh, it adds this extra just layer of, of, of dopeness to it. I, I think she's brilliant and fantastic in everything that she does. So I, I would say Doris. I think Mike Breen, I don't think Mike Breen is in a game. I don't think he's in 2K. But Mike Breen, if Mike Breen was ever in a game, it would be the best thing. Ever. You know, bang! Like, no oh my doubt. God. Oh my gosh, so good. So, you know, everybody out there in the chat, along with the 100th guest, Let's know what sports games you miss and that need to come back and just bring the fun back again. We do have some cool ones coming up, though, Leaf, that I'm really excited for. Of course, Mario Strikers, right? We finally get a Mario soccer game back again. I love the Mario games, those sports games, because I think they are fun. They are family friendly and they're fast and more arcadey. But we've had a lot of golf and tennis over the past decade. I'm ready for them to bring back soccer baseball, maybe even some uh, basketball they had way back in the day with three-on-three. So I can't wait for this. And also the announcement that we talked about a couple months ago was Lego stepping into the sports world and making a couple of Lego titles, right? So they'll have a Lego soccer game and then more. So I'm really looking forward to see what do you create in the Lego world? Because really coming off the back of Lego Star Wars, I love the Lego game. I'm always down for that fun kind of like Bake, break all the bricks gameplay and see what you can do in the sports world. Here would be a fantastic game that would fit really well across Mario and Lego. If you did Mario and Lego dodgeball. Ooh. Ooh. Think about that. Especially yeah. with then like you, the success of um, Knockout City. Knockout right, City. exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You hit somebody in Lego and they just fall apart and break apart into bricks. Oh, oh my so God. good. Pick up one of the guy's heads and you throw it as a ball. Oh, nice. oh, now, oh, you're thinking, now you're thinking. Yeah. Right? I, They got some room to work there. And, you know, you got to give a big shout out to that Knockout City team. Because when we talk about sports games, they took a chance on a dodgeball game and they made that super fun, right? The game played really well. It was balanced. It was exciting. There was a large skill gap. I mean, me, Barrett, and Blessing, we got good. Barrett and Blessing got really good. But then when we played the devs, it was like, oh, we're not good, right? There are people that are really good. And so they crushed that game back then, too. They still have... I still have knockout knockout city PTSD after playing Barrett. <laughs> Barrett is a monster. Are, I think one of the last times I played Knockout City was probably one of the last streams I did on my personal Twitch channel. Yeah. Where I, I finished like my Persona 5 Royal uh millionth playthrough, or whatever. Um, and I wanted to wrap up the stream with something fun. So I, I put up uh Knockout City and it was when they had the mode where it was uh free for all, ten different players, and whoever got to ten knock the first one to get to ten knockouts won. And I remember, you know, it was like the last game that I was playing on that stream. I think there was someone who already had like eight knockouts. I was at four and I was like, this ain't happening. And <laughs> then I got six knockouts in a row. And I think it was the best uh, way to ever end a stream. And it's like, I think back at that and I was like, yeah, I could have gone pro in knockout city for sure. I'm saying though, like, Barrett was a easily, monster. Easily but Barrett. Babyface assassin Barrett yep. is. Well, no, we call we call myself uh baseball butt Barrett now. Baseball please. butt. That's baseball what he wants to be called baseball butt. We need, we need to pop up that baseball card real fast. 
um, but like that, just even watching that stuff makes me want to go re-download it and get some games yeah. in. That game is so fun. So, oh so my good. god, I will yeah. always have a huge love for sports games, and I will always love the teams that step over the line and try something different with the sports games that we love. Those traditional sports because we have so many. We, we're dialed in. EA, you're dialed in. I get it. You got NHL, FIFA, Madden, NBA with 2K. You're dialed in. I get it. Let's let's have some fun now. That's what I want. Let's have a little more fun because you're coming out with it yearly. I appreciate that. That's fine. But like, it is time to have a little more fun. And it seems like we're missing that. So I hope that someone hears that call and creates that soon enough. But Khalif, we've been killing it with that. Let's keep the show going right after a word from our sponsors. Shout out to MapleStory for sponsoring this episode. Are you tired of being judged based on the way you look? MapleStory is too. Because while it may look cute and cuddly, this is a deeply hardcore MMORPG. MapleStory is full of vast colorful lands and a ferocious array of towering monsters and don't get us started about damage. MapleStory will have you dealing billions with each swing of your Fafnir battle cleaver as you battle boss after epic boss and you can customize your mapler your way maple story has 40 plus jobs and thousands of weapons outfits hats armor sets and mounts for you to take on your journey from the lionheart battle bracers to vicious lollipop wands and you know i love a lollipop wand there's a ton to see and do in this picturesque world and with 18 years of content to sink your genesis weapon into there will always be a new adventure around the corner maple story is ready to go are you? You can go to maplestory.com to check out the game and play for free. That's free, guys. Come on. Maplestory.com. This episode is brought to you by Lumen. If your skincare routine is basically you washing your face in the shower with that one shower gel that you've been using since high school, then it's time to level up the skincare game. Thanks to Lumen, you can drop that bottle of three-in-one and start using products that actually take care of your face. With Lumen, you get the highest quality products. All their products aim to help with those stubborn acne scars, under eye dark circles, wrinkles, sun damage, dry skin, oily skin. Gia has been using the charcoal face wash and charcoal face scrub and she feels so fresh so clean afterward she has dry skin so especially during the winter it's nice to have that hydration and exfoliation also she's a big fan of the really subtle citrus smell all you have to do is take a two minute quiz on their website and they'll tell you exactly which routine is best for you based on your skincare needs level up your skincare game with lumen skin today you can go to lumenskin.com kind of funny to get your free trial of lumen's products that's l-u-m-i-n-s-k-i-n.com slash kind of funny to get your free trial of lumens products lumenskin.com slash kind of funny all right everybody welcome back uh we have a cool little win for xbox here that uh went around social media and people got kind of hot khalif adams <laughs> over this small milestone that really is a cool little moment for xbox but in the grand scheme of things that i give you the final numbers a lot of people got really twisted and all uptight over oh. something that's so small but here's a cool one we have a positive week xbox sales in japan this is actually coming from windows central gaming by our good friend jez corden over there a good friend over on xbox 2 podcast as well he writes famitsu via vgc is reporting that xbox series s sales are more than double that of the playstation 5 in japan for the past week giving xbox a weekly sales lead they haven't seen for the better part of a decade the outlet pegged xbox series s sales at 6,120 consoles when compared to the combined PS5 and PS5 digital sales at 2,693 consoles. However, like VGC noted, this merely represents fluctuating stock levels. Indeed, uh, indeed, the Xbox Series X 
sold only 105 units during that same period with the Xbox Series S selling literally thousands more. Now, an awesome moment right there. Very cool to hear that. As they said, right, this hasn't happened in more than a decade. So kind of a cool little moment. But just to break it down for everybody before we start going to Hooten and Ron and being mean to people, the total Japanese sales picture for the new gen consoles pegs PlayStation 5 combined units at 1,620,000 compared to Xbox Series X and S at a total of 204,000. So it's a huge, huge moment here. Huge thing going on. But Khalif, it's positive, right? We talk about <laughs> killing the team, identifying Japan and other regions around the globe as growing markets that they really want to attack and get into. And this is a big deal right now. I know that, you know, different levels of stock is a big play here, but 6,000 units in a week. Very cool for the Xbox Series S. What do you think about that? Are they gaining a little bit of a foothold out here in Japan? I mean, I hope so. I mean, that's been a, a conversation that I've heard Phil Spencer talk about for a long time. Like, I remember yeah. sitting in a room right when they were starting to have the conversations about what, you know, basically xCloud was going to wind up being and saying, like, hey, we want to definitely still try to figure out a way to, to, to have some space in the Japanese market because they've never had a space in the Japanese market um, in, in a bigger way. It has been the funniest thing to see people who are non-Xbox fans try to figure out every possible way <laughs> to poop on someone's joy by being like, there's a chip shortage, just the reason why they got the win for a week. Ooh, you got a win. And I'm like, look, it's a win. The thing win. that has been smart has been Xbox not actually jumping on it from a PR perspective and trying to blow it up in something bigger than what it, mm -hmm. what it actually is, which is really, really smart on their end. But... Again, it's good news for them in some form or fashion in a market that they haven't had a fold in. I think with the, the conversations about what they've done from a hardware perspective and a cloud-based perspective, I, I, I don't think that those, the, the technology that they are implementing to make themselves relevant across gaming as a whole has more of an impact than the actual hardware sales that they would have in that region. The fact that you would be able to now at this point play any or play a lot of the titles that you would on a console on a phone in a market that is very phone centric speaks volumes to what potentially that could be for for that in that space so for them to get this kind of win it's nice it doesn't set a trend if this was a trend that happened over a month then we'd have more to kind of really dig through and pull into but man people are haters people are just like you didn't you didn't do nothing you didn't do nothing for real. And I'm like, everybody has a chip shortage. It's not like, it's not like what are you going to do? Like, the chip shortage is not going away anytime soon. People, some props if something good happens. This is like joy haters just being like, I don't like it. So it's funny. It, it, it is wild to see that, right? It, it's a nice little feather in the cap. You get the yeah. smile for the week. It's a big deal. And, like, it is cool to see, like, they are really attacking that. I think we've talked about this of, like, they have sold more Xbox Series X and S units than I believe the last generation, right? That's a big deal to yeah. finally get some sort of foothold here and trying to work towards where you want to be. And you're totally right. Cloud gaming is going to be the next big thing for them globally, right? This is going to be everywhere. And you see it right now. We just talked about it last week or the week before of Fortnite, a free-to-play title being free-to-play on the cloud, right? All you need is a Microsoft account and you're playing it through the Game Pass app. You don't have to have Game Pass. You're just playing it, right? And that's a big deal right now.
to see that because look at Halo Infinite. Well, there's a mm-hmm. first party title that's free to play multiplayer. That's probably going to be next and onward down the line as we continue to add these on. And how much does that grab just the casual audience now playing these free to play titles and then jumping onto the subscription service? That's how it's got to go. That's how the ball starts to roll down the hill. But it is exciting to look at Japan and see where we're at because, of course, you and I have a very good friend over at Windows Central, Miles Dompierre, who loves JRPGs and is a big advocate of Xbox trying to find their way with these Japanese studios and these Japanese games over on the eastern side. And you're going to be sitting down with him tomorrow to talk all things on Xbox uh, Xbox Chatter Days. But when you look at that, I mean, are you somebody yourself missing out on these JRPGs? Is this a big get if they are able to get that? Like, where do we stand on that as just a casual gamer for yourself, Khalid? I, I am not in the JRPG fandom. Like, that—that that is not that's not in my wheelhouse as a thing that I that I particularly care, care about. But I do think, you know, one of the conversations we've seen over the past at least two years with Microsoft making all of these M&As and acquisitions has been the idea of, is Xbox going to pull a Japanese studio into the fold? Like, is that going to be a thing that actually happens in the next couple of years? I think depending upon who that Japanese uh, company may be, it could be a huge boon. It could shift that conversation in a real way for uh, for them in, in a way that makes sense. I just don't know who that would wind up being. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Chad can't see just, it yet. They can't see I, it yet. Hold I, on. <laughs> All right. I, I don't know who, which studio that would wind up being. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's things. official now. Everybody's those official. Things. Those things are garbage. I don't know why you like it, chat. I don't know why people like that stuff. It's boring. It's terrible. It's awful. <laughs> um, uh, but it, it is one of those things of like, who could it be? We know that yeah. the major players would be Square, uh, which I doubt they would wind up snagging those folks. Konami is, is kind of out of the mix in terms of, you know, fan favorability in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who who else would be in that spot from like, yeah, like, that, it, like there from? was talks before this big Elden Ring game that people really wanted that. You know, that is right. I they mean, if they, games. if they locked in from that would be a huge shift in that way. But I don't know if the Japanese audience cares as much about from games as we do here in the West. Right. Like, I don't know if that's the way that that conversation works. So. If they snag somebody, you know, we've had this conversation and this is a thing that bubbled up with the the push, the, the delay of Starfield and Redfall is, is this the way that they kind of stop the bleeding for 2022 is to potentially make a, a purchase before the end of the year. Again, those things take years to come into effect and, and years to kind of get going. But is that a thing that helps to, to kind of solidify the idea that they are not losing ground? And that 2022 isn't basically a lost year. Do you yeah. pull someone in to kind of just fill that gap for that by paying some extra money for it? Could be. I doubt it, but could be. Yeah, that's the interesting conversation right now. It's like everybody's hesitant of will they make another move because they have the Activision Blizzard kind of like it's on the reel and we're slowly bringing it in and there's the back and forth of will they, won't they, what could happen if it gets blocked, right? But like everybody seems to be on the whole pattern of like there's no way anything could happen, but you're so right, Khalif, and you think about it, they've started off, they have Tango Gameworks over yeah. there right now, right? That is part of the Bethesda umbrella, part of the Xbox umbrella. We've seen from Jeff Grubb, we haven't had official word yet of anything of massive capacity, but Hideo Kojima, right? And what this partnership with Kim Swift and the cloud team could really be, but Jeff Grubb seems to think from what we've talked about with him and other things on the show, 
Like that could be another big player in this. And that maybe gets the ball rolling of more teams want to attach themselves to this Xbox brand, maybe want to come over. I mean, you look around right now, Barrett always talks about it, right? As the Xbox fans want it, Persona. And Barrett says, no, no, no. We look over, what's up with Final Fantasy VII Remake, Leaf Adams? It has been years. When is this game coming over to the Xbox fans? Because I want to play it. I'm ready to play it. But it just seems odd that, like, you know, they had the one-year exclusivity we thought. Now it seems to be longer or whatever's going on. But where is Final Fantasy VII? Where are some of these big titles it should be everywhere, right? Barrett, can you put the picture up again one more time for me? Hit me with it. Give me, can you hit give me, me with a it second. One more time? Give me a second. Just, uh, just a little bit uh, here. No worries. Uh, you're, you're, wor- you're working. Times, killing some time here. You're working. There, there we go. There we go. Here, here, here's my answer to, to the Final Fantasy thing. <laughs> hey, it's Final, Fan- Final Fantasy VII Remake, whatever the hell, Remake, Remix, Redo, should never come out. Because you know what? Wow. <laughs> that game is doo doo, booty butt cheeks. It's terrible. Okay. And also, I, okay. And, uh, and also, <laughs> they are lying to the audience because they've had seven thousand games and they keep calling it final. There's no Final Fantasy. All right. If you keep <laughs> putting out games, all right. There's seventeen thousand Final Fantasy it. games, and they Yo. keep calling it Final Fantasy. All right. It's just call it redone fantasy. <sighs> fantasy, like re- fantasy, fantasy, fantasy. That's what they should call it. <laughs> We're done with fantasy. Right. I, I will fantasy say, triple. with the final, uh, t- you know, being the JRPG guy in this room, um, which is insane to me to ever think uh, I, I uh, something I would ever say because I liked JRPGs when I was a kid and then didn't play another JRPG again until, like, after Final Fantasy X playing that with, like, babysitters. The, the next JRPG I played and liked was Persona 5, you know, mm. five years ago, right? Um, with Final Fantasy, you know, I don't love remake. Uh, big fan of the original, though, um, and I, I I do think that's something that I think Xbox gamers would appreciate um, yeah. to to have. And I, I do think it's weird of like how long was this exclusivity deal that they had on this uh, on this title? You know, we're we're getting to the point where we might be maybe hearing about part two soon. Um, and we we don't even know when part one is dropping on Xbox, which is just kind of insane to me with Final Fantasy 16, uh, you know, being a PlayStation exclusive and stuff. Uh, you know, there's the uh, not the the rumors, but the speculation with uh, Square Enix selling off its um, Western developers of maybe Square is trying to trim itself down to be, you know, a little more suitable for an acquisition, possibly by Sony. So, like, uh, you know, that that future for Xbox is looking kind of bleak on the Persona side. Right. It's not that I don't want Persona to go to literally any of the mainline Persona games come to any other platform challenge, uh, you know, uh, hard mode on uh, the end of Atlas. Right. Like they ported Persona 4 Golden to PC last year. Persona 4 Golden is 10 years old this year I believe um and that's insane and like no other mainline persona game has ever hit another like actual like Nintendo console or Xbox console it's always been PlayStation which tells me I've never been able to get anybody to admit it but tells me that PlayStation and Atlas have some sort of deal or something where like Atlas sees that like you know Persona only needs to be on PlayStation for whatever reason even with Sega finding the success of uh, uh, Yakuza in the last few years on in the Xbox audience still hear nothing from Persona and you know I've been hearing for the last last year I'll bear it you know Next Xbox event, they're announcing Persona. Like, Persona, all Persona games come to Game Pass. And every time I, ter- I tell Paris Lily and all those other, you know, uh, Xbox jabronis out there, 
Y'all insane. Y'all <laughs> crazy. Bronies out there. Yep. Every time the he bronies. does. <laughs> and you're right, Barry. Right. We we've got Yakuza on Game Pass, which has been a really special treat. Right. That's so cool, especially hearing you know over on What's Good Games, Brittany Brombacher loves Yakuza. She's always hyping it up and got me hyped up for it. I jumped in to Like a Dragon, and I loved that. Right. I had so much fun, and so it is cool to see us start to slowly get that and to see Xbox. Clearly, you know, right? They created the Xbox wire out there in Japan so they can get more direct communication with that audience, right? And so they're clearly working it and they're going to try to figure it out and hopefully we'll we'll see more coming. And, you know, speaking of Final Fantasy VII Remake and, like, will we see an announcement ever on the Xbox side? Khalif, we've been asking all of our guests since, you know, we first heard the news of the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase number two this summer, right? And of course, we know that Redfall and uh, Redfall and Starfield have now been pushed back. But we've been asking our guests like Danny Pena, give us some of your predictions or what your dreams are for the show. So, you know, we're looking at June 12th, a nice Sunday morning slash afternoon. What are you excited to see and what do you want to see from Xbox Ooh. and Bethesda bringing to you? Uh, I mean, I hope they don't put any JPRG, JRPGs in that show. I really, I really hate them. They suck. I don't want them to spend. I don't want the, any of those dirty games touching any of the better games in the space. Uh, a bunch of anime kids crying about everything. Jesus Christmas. Uh, <laughs> I, I honestly am kind of just like, I, I'm going into it kind of, uh, you know, blind, to be honest. Like, I don't I, really have an expectation for what they're going to do. Again, because I think even if I was being the most transparent and honest about, like, what my hopes were going to be, it was really just to see what Redfall and Starfield were going to be for that showcase. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, the thing that I'm coming away from it with is, you know, now that I know, you know, potentially some of the stuff that might be coming down the pipeline, like, it's it's still... Those are the things that I care about for the foreseeable future. I do wonder, though, what will supplant those particular games that might be within that space. I don't I don't even have a line of sight to what those things might wind up being. And I think that to me is the thing that's actually the most interesting and kind of peculiar is I don't really know what we're going to get for the rest of the year. That's going to make me really excited from either console. You know, yeah. like Ragnarok may be a thing, but I feel like that may, may potentially get delayed, even though people are saying, it. you know, the two, these two biggest games of the year that I was really hoping for dynamics. At this point, I'm probably just going to be playing Rogue Legacy 2 for the rest of the Woo! year and, and just rocking okay. with that. You know, I, had, I don't I don't see anything that right now is like going to be a thing that's going to make everyone excited in the way that those two games would have been. Um, but we'll find out. Like, yeah. I think we're going to see when we get to, to the to the showcase to see what that's going to wind up. It's interesting you bring that up because, yeah, I think all the fans were looking at those two games, right? When you heard Redfall Summer 2022, you were like, okay, that means we got to see gameplay or it's going to be shadow dropped on the day. And then they never really said anything until the delay, right? And so, yeah, all eyes were on. I was asking Paris Lee and Gary of like, what does a big Todd Howard showcase breakdown of a game look like, right? We've heard about the fabled Fallout 4 and all of these titles where Todd comes out and sells it to us all and gets us excited. But like, now that Starfield has been pushed, do you still do that? Does something have to take its place in the slot? What does that look like, right? And then we look at 2023, and everybody gets mad when you bring up announcing games too early or putting a date <laughs> on it too early, and then we push it back. And we've had this big conversation since these two have been delayed. And so now you look at Avowed, you look at Fable, right? Yeah. You look at Outer Worlds 2, we look at Perfect Dark, and you go, well, yeah, heck yeah, I want to see these games. But also, like, if they show me Fable 
here in June. And I know with what our good friend Danny Pena and Paris Lilly put on with a bet, right? That might not come out till 2025. So do I need to see Fable right now in 2022 this summer? It's crazy to think about where we stand with this. And and to a certain extent, the thing that I think would satiate the audience is, yes, we know the game is getting pushed back. And yes, we know that Bethesda doesn't want to show their hand too early with another trailer or something else. Like, I think the next thing that they have to show is actual gameplay. Cause it's, yep. you know, if it's this close out, we're, we're past alpha. We're kind of past beta. We're getting close to polish at this point, which is usually about six to eight months out. I think you can show something at this point that will give the audience some idea that this is not just another version of what you've put out in the world before. I think they're too way too early to still put any um uh Skyrim-esque stuff in the work uh, onto the world either. So it makes that conversation a lot, you know, uh harder to kind of feel excited about in that space. I think that they definitely probably had to tap some other studios to be like, "What do you got? Tell me quick." Yeah. I need to know what you got cuz we got we got to show something that's going to get people excited or they're going to just have a very kind of bland showcase, right? And I don't know if that switches up and and not removes Todd Howard from it, but, you know, we get some kind of update on some of that stuff. I feel like we'll probably see some remake stuff. We'll get some maybe DLC stuff. We'll maybe see some stuff for some games that we hadn't heard from in a while. Like, you know, maybe we get some, if Bethesda is going to show anything, what are you going to show me? Some Doom stuff? Not not Doom stuff, but like, you know, what are you going to show me in that, in that, in that time frame? Oh my gosh. I just really want them to bring out Wolfenstein. I will still continue to wish for that. Uh, I don't know if that's in the cards or not, you know, especially with Indiana Jones, but like, please machine games, make another Wolfenstein. Cause gosh, darn it. Wolfensteins were so good. They were so bomb. And it's interesting, Khalif. It's like, I'm at this weird point right now of like me looking forward to this. And also when we have this conversation about showing games early or too early, right? Like there's one piece of Mike that is, quote unquote, in the industry right here, kind of funny X cast. And before that, where I was listening to the weekly podcast, right? And you kind of get caught up in the cycle where we just talk about the same thing over and over again, or we attach ourselves to, let's say the fable teaser, right? And like, we just picked that apart for a full year and onward. And then there was old school Mike, who was just gaming, working the nine to five or at college, right? Where, oh, wow, they showed me Elder Scrolls six and I got to see this and that, and we can pick it apart and then I forget about it for a year or two, right? Because yep. life comes at you. And when it's, you're not gaming each and every day, you're just kind of gaming, playing your own games. And when they come, you get excited about it. So I am in this weird phase of like, you could show me Fable in June with whatever concept art, whatever kind of CGI trailer, and I'll probably be happy. But then there's industry, Mike, who's going to be picking that apart for <laughs> six months to a year. And I'm going to get bored of us not having any more news to talk about, right? But like, Back in the day, Mike would be like, oh, heck yeah. Like, do you remember this, Steve? Like, we saw this over here. Fable, that looked really cool. Yeah, that was great. And then we just keep moving on with our lives. You know? so, <laughs> well, I, I don't know where I fall anymore. Well, I think the other part of this is, is, is why I go back to the you can show something, which is everyone has talked a lot about, oh, my God, I'm so sad that this thing is not going to come out until Q1 of 2023. We're already in May. The year is half, almost halfway done. To a certain extent. And the way the time works, we're going to be actually probably towards the end of the year way faster than you would have expected us to be. Time is just flying these days. 
Yeah. So we're we're actually a lot closer than we than people think that we are, and and the fact that people are still going to get upset at that at that not being in that mix is going to be you know a- annoying for everyone who's going to be there. Things I don't don't show me another Skyrim anything. No you more Elder Scrolls. You don't work. want Elder Scrolls Six. I want Elder Scrolls. Oh, you mean Skyrim? I don't want Skyrim. Skyrim. Okay. <laughs> I want Elder Scrolls stuff. You show me another Skyrim edition. I'll make you eat Paris's food. Ka. I don't want it. Ka, what if, what if? Yes. You know, Todd Howard coming yes. out, not as Todd Coward, but God Howard, and is like, hey. <laughs> so Todd Coward. Skyrim <laughs> coming to your smartwatch. Oh, look, no. Look. See, this is what he would do. He'd say, Skyrim coming to your Steam Deck in a brand new enhanced version because the Steam Decks are all the craze right now. I will jump through the screen and stab both of you. The, <laughs> it, it, the only, it, the, the only thing the I want... Ian Preschel, who uh, uh, was the one who came up with the... the oh, the I love God him. I miss, Coward, so. I miss him so much. Um, I mean, give me a, a, an Apple Watch Pip-Boy uh, screen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Give okay. me that. Give, give, me, give me Rage 3. Give me, give me that. Like... Give, Give me something that I can feel really excited about. Like even Wolfenstein, like I know people are excited about Wolfenstein and I was, and I like the Wolfenstein games. I'm, I, there is a mode right now that's the games that I am really excited for and stuff that I'm just like, I don't really care. Cause you're not going to do a new fallout anytime soon. They're still putting out stuff for 76. Prey hasn't gotten a new version of it yet. They have mm-hmm. a Prey sequel, which would be, Pretty dope to see them kind of announce a Prey sequel, but again, that's not going to come out anytime soon. Yep. So I think, you know, the only other banger that they have within the arsenal is another Dishonored, but I also feel like that 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 series has run its course, and we're not going to get a new Deathloop anytime soon. So it's like, sh- just show me the two games and where they're at right now that will do enough to get people uh- over the hump. That you've set a thing as Bethesda, you've shown a thing as Bethesda, and you've set the table for what that's going to wind up being uh, when we wind up getting to Q1 to 2023. And I think that'll at least get people to kind of calm down about, like, this thing is never going to come out and it's going to get past Q1. Mm-hmm. So you know, Bethesda, you. if you're listening, you should remake Brink. Brink was pretty dope. Yo, remake Brink. Brink. Okay, yo, that, yes. was, that was lit back then. Remake that was, Brink? What? What a badass time we had, Cleve. We talked about oh. old school games and we were talking about backwards compatibility titles that I brought up, right? Like, I think of Brink, super fun, oh, super game was cool, good. right? Like, those are like the Titanfall-esque moments where it's like, oh, snap, I'm playing something completely different than the Call of Duties, right? Yep. Then I think of Gotham City Imposters. Bring that back. Bring that on backwards compatibility titles because that's lit. And then also one that you and I, I know, love, uh, Ka, Shadowrun. Bring back Damn. Shadowrun. I bought, I bought that joint because of you. I, bought, on, I bought it. I rebought it because I saw you playing it one night. And I was like, oh, I miss this game so much. It was so good. Oh, the my game is so good. I was, yeah. I, as I was preparing for the show, I was like smiling, thinking about Shadowrun because, like, you have these moments, Khalif, where you think about Xbox Live and what that brought with the internet connection and all of us playing together. And, like, there's these moments in my life where, like, Xbox Live was the peak. And I thought this was the greatest, right? Halo 2, Years of War 1, right? Where it's like, oh my God, this is insane. Shadowfall is, or Shadowrun is one of them. Where yeah. I'm like, this was the craziest time back then where this game was so awesome and so much fun to play multiplayer. Here's the, here's the, here's the Band-Aid that, that Microsoft needs to put out into the world 
that fulfills two things in a, in a big way. Well, three ways. One, it removes anyone from talking about JRPGs again, because I really, really yep, like that. Yep. Two, uh, if you, if you want to satiate the folks who are like, I need something to play that's going to keep me from now until Windows games drop, the answer is you need to bring back one versus 100. Yes. It'll be the banger of the summer. It'll make people want to stream it. It'll make people want to engage with it. You give out codes and stuff. When If you win, you figure out some good dope prizes. Give people controllers or something if you win. And you just you just game showify the summer so that people are, are, are feeling good about moving into the fall. Uh, and then you're set for, for 2023 in a good way. Bring back 1 versus 100. Everyone thank, will thank talk about Clay. it, and it'll be the dopest thing on the Bring back. So Fusion Frenzy multiplayer. Figure yep. it out. Make it happen. Then yep. went on 1 versus 100. It's funny because I know you and I love this, and I've been talking about it all the time on the show, right, of like how do you bring that back and make it fun, right? And I think what you should do is have a rotating host each yeah. and every week, right? Get Major Nelson on, then bring on Phil Spencer or something. Dive into the Duffy. Get our good friend Malik Prince up in there yeah. and have some fun. Get Khalif, myself, Gary Witta will host. You know, Paris Lily wants to take over. But, like, 1 versus 100, they should have brought that back during COVID. When we yeah. were all stuck inside, Khalif, this would have blown up like Fall Guys or Animal Crossing. I think I think there is, because it's, it's so funny. I've been watching, you know, uh, bullshit on, on Netflix with um, Howie Mandel, uh, who, who, who's hosting that show. And it just made me really fiend for that kind of communal game show experience again. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I wish that they would figure out a way to like the, st the internet that we were running on in that, in that part of the, of, of our, of our existences. And it worked. Yep. Imagine just what we could do now. Imagine oh. if the, if the team who would work on that did some Twitch integration stuff. Just imagine what that game could potentially be that would, and if you made it cross plat, you had it on uh, a PC and you had it oh, on Oh, and on cloud on the phone and too? And on cloud? Oh my God, come on. Dude, that thing would be the biggest comeback of all time. And it would just give people, everyone in the ecosystem, you could be a hardcore gamer, you could be a casual gamer. You could just be a person who's like, yo, I just love trivia and you roll through and play that. What? Oh. Come on. Oh, come on, Microsoft. Figure it out. Please don't put Paris as a host, though. No <laughs> one wants that. No, you want that. your ratings to drop. That's the way to do it. You don't want anyone to play that game. Make Paris the host. Paris said he's going to the big fan fest in LA. He's going to be shaking hands and kissing babies, Khalif. Where's your invite? Where are you I'm, at? I'm, I'm going. I'm going to trip him. I, hashtag ABP. Anybody but Paris. Like, nobody wants this to be in the mix. Oh, Nobody wants funny. that. No one. Let's, has, let's get that trending, chat. Hashtag ABP. Anybody that, but Paris. That's the first time I heard you use that, and I love that. I like that. That will get trending, I'm sure. Uh, Twitch chat, or everybody watching and listening out there, let's end the show with another fun one over here. A cool thing to celebrate because I've been playing it all week. The Evil Dead, or Evil oh. Dead the game, has sold very well in its first week. So Saber Interactive has revealed that Evil Dead the game has sold more than half a million units in the first five days after its release. So first off, congratulations. Shout out to that team. What a great one there. That was a game, Khalif, where I had my reservations, my doubts, right? I think you and I have seen plenty of these asymmetric 
4v1 games come and go, right? You think of Evolve from Turtle Rock, right? Like, mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun with these games, but, like, they're dictated by the community and how many people stay, right? The player base. So think of Evolve. You think of Predator Hunting Grounds, Friday the 13th. Games like Dead by Daylight are getting a huge one right now. But, like, mm-hmm. have you played this? What do you think so far? This is one of my favorite games of the year. Like, this, this is going to be one of those games that I'm dying to get more people to play with. Uh, to play this thing if you if you're familiar with our uh our youtube series something epic we had a fantastic conversation with tim willits the chief creative officer on 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 that show uh to talk to him about evil dead and and again like i think if you're a horror fan this is perfect if you're if you're a evil dead fan this is even better because you get get all the in jokes and all that stuff in there and i think games like this like you said they really do have these moments where you are really trying to play, you know, not only the, 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 the mode, but you're playing the people against it in a way that's like, I can do this in a way that you can't. Like, it is, it is so much the competition layer here in a fun, cheeky kind of way. Um, I'm just loving that thing. I just need more people to play it with. Like, I, I'm dying to get a game night in, take a couple beers and, and, and get, get a little wasted, play this thing and have fun with folks crap because it's perfect for that it is literally one of the best games to be able to do that kind of stuff so i it's love this thing it's I'm a blast so glad I'm that you're enjoying it man I, I, i'm having fun i'm really enjoying it i watched all three of the evil dead movies uh before nice. this just to get the references and i had a really good time throughout that week with nick scarpino watching it and now to have the game in our hands it's wild because andy cortez and nick want to play it almost nightly right we play like two or three games a night and it's like Oh, this is fun. Everybody's bonding over this. And it feels a little less stressful than like a predator, right? I felt with predator, it was like, okay, we're like, we're Marines. We got to run to point A to point B. Don't die. And then the kid was really good. This one feels a little more fun. I think they found a really good balance of a little more fun, a little more engaging for the survivors to feel like they're strong enough to survive till the finale, right? And then on the flip side, I think that the killer in this game is very in-depth. There's a yeah. lot going on here where it is not just, oh, you're in hack and slash jabroni running around chasing these people. There's traps to set. There's pieces to really be mindful of, of how much do you have? How much can you spend? Where do you want to put these pieces on the board so you can cause more mayhem and destruction and chaos to slow this team down, which I love. I think it's so awesome. It, it's very well done. Yeah, I, th- I think one of the, the, the pieces that uh, Tim spoke about on the, on the piece was... He said, we don't want your survivors to be cowering in a, in, a, in a closet. We don't want you to be sitting somewhere waiting to die. We want you to be able to feel like you are competent and, and not only a survivor, but you're able to kind of do, do work uh, against, against the enemies, which they've balanced this thing out in a way that feels really, really good so far. I, th- I think the thing that I would tell people is if you're playing it, do the mission stuff first. The missions are, 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 are pretty good. They're in-depth. I do think that they need some checkpointing. Because uh, if you mess up, you have to start the whole mission over, and they're multi, multi-layered pieces to every mission. If you want to get some of the cooler characters and skins within the game, but do that stuff first. But yeah, like next time y'all want to roll, please hit me up because I'm dying to play with folks uh, to, yeah. to get more of these games in, especially with the stuff. Because I love that series, and, and shout out to Bruce Campbell for for sharing yeah. on on the internet, which was great. <laughs> that was pretty great. That was, that was great. great. I can't I imagine. Love that. As a horror fan, there's there's no other greater thing. You have one of your idols. So cool. Yeah. Now, Khalif, let's end the show with two things. One, I got to bust your balls. Okay. Okay. Because I love you. 
And I love when you're over on Podcast Unlocked with my guy, Ryan McCaffrey, and yeah. the team over there, right? You, Ray Apollo, were on. But you were in the Unlocked Block Trivia Challenge. And oh, it God. was asked which game was not on the original Xbox. <laughs> and he brought up Def Jam, okay? And I thought, for sure, Khalif is going to get it. He reads the question. The first words out of my mouth are, Def Jam, you got it, Mike. You're there. And yeah. Khalif Adams, you're looking around. And I was worried about you. You got it wrong there. What happened? What, why didn't you get that? Here's a funny thing. I've been watching, a, weirdly, a lot of people play Def Jam on Twitch lately. Okay. Uh, <laughs> shout out shout out to, to, to Maximilian, uh, one of my favorite sh uh, streamers on the planet and in the fighting game. And he was playing a bunch of it the other day. So I was like, I know this game, like, I know this game was in there, but also, like, I don't remember. But knowing that I played literally every Def Jam game on the planet, and yeah. I was like, I don't remember how this thing was. I don't know. I, I froze, fam. Like, I don't know. Uh, I can't. I can't call it. It's I can't call you know. It. I can't. I can't beat you up because it is prime time. You're on the big podcast. He asked you the question, but like, that's one. I think of those as like, what a time. You know, I had a PS2 oh. and Xbox then, and we talked about NBA Street and or NFL Street. Like, Def Jam was incredible. It had all of your favorite hip hop and rap artists back in the day, right? They had the made up characters that you loved. What a time to be alive. There's some, there was some weird like X-rated content in there too that oh. I don't want to talk about on the podcast, but there's some crazy stuff Yo, in there that was game, wild, bro. There was wild stuff in that game in both of those games. Here's, <laughs> yep. here's the question for you. Did you play Def Jam Icon? I never played Icon. I played Def Jam and Def Jam Fight for New York. Never played Icon. I need to find out if Def Jam Icon is on backwards compatibility. Okay. Okay. I have to because I rem I need to go play that game. It was awful, but it was <laughs> but it was it was terrible because you basically would like you'd like do a re you'd re you'd like rewind the record, and everything was based on the beat. So like everything was blowing up behind you, but you could rewind the record and like cause someone to get blown up by a gas station. It was oh. the worst thing on the planet. It was so bad, but it was also like. Again, one of those moments in gaming that will never get back again because I feel like never. brands are too safe. Yep. Look at Luda. Luda is throwing people in a room. Oh man! L dude, like, look at this. And it was time. everything was bouncing because of the beat. Like, oh, I want to play this How game. Weird. Again. You give it's me vibes when you bring up that offshoot one. You give me vibes of like NBA Street Home Court or like oh, NBA so Street good. Ballers with. Chauncey Billups on the front, and all of a sudden they decided they want to go one-on-one -on -one basketball, and you're like, "What is? It? Wait, what? We're playing one-on-one -on -one in front of a mansion, in front of a pools, and escalates? Why are we doing this? Yeah, what a what a weird fun time it was. Such man. an unreasonable game. But now I have to go see if I can find it on 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 Game Pass or or, or backwards uh. compatibility somewhere because that's a game that like when we talk about the games that shouldn't be lost to the annals of time, I think this is no. one of those games. Like yeah. you can't you can't lose games like this uh just because of like not having stuff anymore like oh man it was so it was so bad it was so terrible but it was so great at the same time you're the best khalif adams i had an awesome awesome time with you we brought the friday energy you me and barrett absolutely crushed yeah. it you know it's one of these for everybody watching listening out here i'll give you a little peek behind the curtains you know each and every week my gaming dads are busy and sometimes they got to back out and go do their business and sometimes i get a little nervous right i'm like who am i bringing on to the guest who can i get but I always know there's one dude that's going to make me smile, and it's you, Ka. It's the best time with you. And so thank you for an awesome episode. I really, really enjoyed it. I appreciate you, fam. You know I love you. Uh, I'm sad that we didn't get a chance to hang when I was down by your way. Oh, 
Like, uh, at least you saw it, though. You saw the lake, and I'm oh, so happy for that, bro. Whoa. Saw you at Edgewood, too? Oh. Living it up? Bro, that's the spot, bro. Yo, when so so you got to understand. Now I understand why you're like, I'm not moving. Why would I leave? <laughs> I never want to leave. I never like, well, leave. Why? I would never leave. I was like, that day was like the most pristine, beautiful thing on the planet. Oh, my God. It was beautiful yeah. down there. Lake Tahoe in uh, the summertime. Oh, you get a boat out on there. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. It's yeah, nice. I think I think that might be the, the yearly the yearly spot making, no. making a troop down there or something like that. But yeah, as always, again, like, thank you so much for, for, for letting me rock with you and Barrett again. I appreciate you carry in paris for almost 100 100, 100 oh, like at least 60 episodes of the show. <laughs> uh and, and again like i think the, the kf crew you always always impressing me with how much stuff you get out into the world and how much quality you put behind it and thoughtfulness and and fun behind it so anytime i get to be even a small part of that even if i'm not getting any solo wins in kfw mm-hmm. it still makes me oh, happy tough. you're winning now it's tough. I mean, look, we're part of the best tag team on the planet. Yep, so yep, so yep. That, that's totally fine. But yeah, I, I love rocking with you. Anytime you got an open spot for me, I'm always down to rock with you. You're the best, Khalif Adams. Now let's tell everybody where they can find you because you got a lot of dope stuff. We talked about it at the top of the show. You know, where should everybody be looking? Where can they find it? All right, here's the gauntlet. You want to go check out the live show every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. PST, twitch.tv slash spawn on me. We have something epic, which is our 12 episode series that is sponsored by our wonderful friends over at Epic because we are also Epic partners. Go check out our creator code spawn on me. Go use that at checkout. Then you also got to check out the people's pregame show, which is on all your podcast platforms. Also, 9 a.m. PST, Best Coast, West Coast. You can go check out the show there on NBCLX and also on Peacock TV right before the games uh, uh, on the FCF side of things. And, of course, we have the Spawnies that are going to be dropping in 2023 in January. So we're coming back. I have some plans and some things in the works. I am very, very excited for that. We're going to be collaborating with some dope folks. So that's coming down the pipe, and then you'll see me in random various spots. I was on Trivia Tower with with on, with the Min Max folks this week, uh, on on Podcast Beyond as as well, uh, rocking with the folks over on a uh, uh, IGN. Uh, and yeah, we moved our we moved our launch day uh, for Spawn on Me from Friday mornings to Monday. Morning. So uh, check that for your local listings, uh, as they would say if we were doing this TV. So. Oh. Yeah. Much love to y'all. Thank you again for rocking with the stuff that I get a chance to do. And we got more dope stuff coming for 2022 and beyond. So we got it rocking. Dope stuff on the way over with my guy. And of course, dope stuff cooking up right here on the Kind of Funny X-Cast. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We will see you back here next week as the countdown continues towards the Xbox and Bethesda Summer Showcase. Peace, everybody.